what are you willing to risk to become who you want to be? Deep question, right? Don't worry, we're answering the question right along with you today. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, cuties. How's it going today? It's going really good. How about you? Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling, what song is that? Feeling alive. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Is that a Drake song? I feel like feeling it's a good, song where he says, great. feeling good, feeling great. Sounds like some Drake shit. <laughs> you said that just like your mom. When you do your head like that, that's how that's her mannerism. I saw a TikTok that said, he was basically like, you are more like your mother than you think. You are just like your mother. I know. I'm starting to come to grips with the fact that I am like my mom. Like I am. And I actually want to tell her that I'm happy about it. Aw. I do. She would love that. I'm she was like, yeah, her. yeah, because... <laughs> You know, I'm a real cool woman. To be like me is actually cool as fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to be a time. I'll let y'all know how that conversation goes. Yeah. Like mother, like daughter. Right. You. Um, Remember your, when that little oh. trend was going around where people was like, I'm so-and-so's daughter. Uh-uh. Wasn't uh, it famous like celebrities, though? I don't know. I missed it. Sorry. Anywho. But yeah. So we're Cece and Connie's daughters. <laughs> And yeah, we're happy to be here. We are. We are happy to be here today. It's nice. How was your week? My week was nice. Uh, I feel like I'm getting into the new year. Okay. Like I'm really slowly. You're, you're February, really in? February 1st is probably going to be my January 1st. That happens. Honestly, Sometimes truly, January is a trial. You know what? It had to be. We have me. 365 days for the year. Allow yourself to ease in. Yeah, I have to because I'm still gathering my tools. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing all the things I really need to do. I told y'all last week I was figuring out this planner. I'm still figuring it out, the digital planner, but I've released the pressure off myself to have it all figured out this month. And if it comes February, March, it, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. I have to let myself breathe. Um, but otherwise, I'm feeling good. How about you? How was your week? My week was good. Work was hellish, but what else is new there? I have been finding little spots to take care of myself with yoga, like I told Mm y'all. That's been my saving grace lately. Yeah. Staying consistent with some of the habits that I've implemented, doing those things. And yeah, just taking it day by day, really. Taking it day by motherfucking day. That's all I can do. Yeah. That's my only task each day. Just get through it. And you know, coming off the heels of last week's episode, or... Was it last week's episode? No, the week before last with Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, really reminded myself when I feel myself saying something bad, you know, t- having negative self-talk, checking my motherfucking ass. Yeah. Said, girl, sit down. Grace, beloved. <laughs> You're for real, bro. Grace. The self-talk is important. Yeah. It's important. So, yeah, um, I definitely feel like 
the topics that we've been talking about this month. This is our final episode of that series, but the episodes that we've been talking about this month have definitely been equipping me to do what I need to do to just be better. It feels very foundational. It does. Like all the episodes, all of the topics, the theme, I feel has been great for starting us off on the right foot for the new year because we could have talked about anything. We could have. We could have talked about anything, but um, these tools really help us sharpen the other tools that are in our box because we sometimes forget that we got a wrench and a hammer and a screwdriver and always go into that Phillips head. Another thing we do is we um, sometimes forget how important the foundation is because Mm -hmm. we're so big picture thinkers, a lot of us. And we write out the big picture goals and things that we want to accomplish when the foundation is not together. It's unstable. And then we're wondering why we never accomplish said things. So it's like, get your house in order, get your home in order, get your foundation in order. And then you can build. You can build and you can start taking chances on yourself. Mm-hmm. and uh, betting, betting it all on you, mm. you know? I was thinking about that too. I was talking to Andres and admiring the way he moves through life. I share this all the time. He's such a, a big thinker and a risk taker and a let me see if it works. And I don't even think he looks at it like risk. He just looks at it like I'm experimenting with life, right? Or mm. my business. And I'm I'm so passionate and curious that I want to see where this takes me. Um, And I was sharing with him, like, I really admire that about you because to me, when I think about experimenting with life, it's like, let me go to work without using ways today. You know, it's that kind of shit. Like, I'm actually turning left on LeBron instead of left on Jefferson or something. It'd be like little small things. But I really want to get in the way of experimenting with my life. Mm, I like I like how you how you put that experimenting with life. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why are we so afraid to experiment with like life itself? We change our hair when we want to switch it up. You know, we change our outfits and our clothes and we go travel and experience new things. But with life itself, careers, passions, jobs, we feel like there has to be one way. Like I cannot deviate from this path. Otherwise, shit might hit the fan. At least that's how I feel. Because we are creatures of habit. Yeah. Right. Like homeostasis is a real thing. So if we find a job, a relationship, a lifestyle that feels comfortable, Mm -hmm. it's very unlikely that we're going to want to deviate from that because it's like, I'm cool. I'm good. You know, everything Mm -hmm. feels okay. But a lot of the times things that feel comfortable aren't the best. No. So just because they're comfortable doesn't mean that we're thriving, Mm -hmm. but because we don't want to shake up things, shake the fucking table. (laughs) We're like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to chill. I'm going to take what life gives me. I'm going to take what it gives me because we don't know what's on the other side. Right. We know that what we're in, we know what's going to come from that. We know what we're going to get. predictable. And we may even have a desire for more, but we don't know what it's going to look like on the other side. It's the fear of what may happen. Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't take the risk. So I have a question for you. When's the last time that you've taken a risk? I actually take more risk And I have thought to give myself credit for. So the last time that I took a known risk or I guess a risk where I was like, oh, I'm taking a risk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A conscious risk was getting tickets to go to a concert by myself. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? Let me just get the tickets and go. Let me just see how it is. I don't know. It could be great. It could it could be great. 
And it could be like, oh, you know what? I wasn't really feeling that. I won't be doing this again. But I wouldn't know unless I tried. And so when I was doing it, I was like, this is just something that I'm pushing myself to do. It was intentional because like I share with you all on the wrap up episode, I felt like I hadn't tried a lot of things new. I hadn't pushed myself to do a lot of new things in 2022. And in this year, I wanted to be intentional of trying something new, mm-hmm. whether it's once, twice. I don't know, but shit, try. Right. <laughs> so that was my effort to try something new. I know people do it all the time, but it's new for me and it's risky for me because I have people that I can ask to attend with me. Right. But this is doing something different. Like, girl, just go out and do it. There's some other things I want to try by myself. But this is a small risk that might prep and prime me mm-hmm. to take the bigger risk. But I have to start somewhere. So. That's the last time I took a risk purchasing them little tickets. I'm going to see Ari Lennox <laughs> and I'm excited about it. You should be. When's the last time you took a risk? Girl. <laughs> when was the last time? This Y'all, is the last time. I, I don't take risks to be completely honest. I'm risk averse. I truly am. You I are. don't. I don't. And, and, and I think realizing that I don't is the first step to being like, now you should. You know, it's not enough to say this is just how I am. I'm risky first. I'm not doing nothing. And like, like, that's actually weak as fuck. You know, like that's weak. That's trash. That's trash. Why? Why don't you want to take a risk? Why don't you take a risk? Why don't you push yourself? And it's not that I, I have to take. I know why I don't take risk. I was going to ask you, why don't you take? I risk? don't take risk because I don't like to do anything that compromises my safety my security and and I'm not saying like safety just physically, right? I'm talking about overall financial, me, mental, emotional, and the whole thing. What makes me feel stable, secure, and I feel like predictability offers me that, right? I don't like to do new new things because I'm like, ooh, I don't know how that's gonna make me feel. Is it gonna make me feel unsafe? Am I gonna feel unsure about myself? Is it gonna knock at my confidence? Am I gonna feel stupid? It's so many things, and I think the unknown makes me just say, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not for me. But, but I want it to be for me. I want it to be for me because I want to expand my life. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh, status quo. Right. You know, that's so, like I said, it's so boring. (laughs) And I understand that thinking of like having having that thought in your mind of could this cause potential harm to my safety, mental, emotional, financial, Mm -hmm. your stability overall. But because I know you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's definitely some small risk that don't threaten those things that have you in a fucking tizzy. Like this girl, she has scheduled a Pilates class. She thought it was with, what's your baby girl name? Alexis. She thought it was with Alexis. No, no, I didn't think it was with Alexis. It was. Okay, it was with Alexis. But when she went back to check on the class for some reason to check the time, it was with someone else. And this girl was like, no, I'm not going because I I need Alexis. She's, She's my cheerleader. I'm like... And she didn't go to the class. And let me tell you something else to give you more context on that story. So I booked, I did not go to that class because I said, no, (laughs) I decided to go the following week because I seen Alexis on the schedule for our same class, same day, same time. And I'm like, cool, I'll see my girl the following week. Girl, why did they send me a measure saying the provider that you, the teacher instructor has changed? And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I called him. I said, is Alexis no longer working at the studio? Let me know where is she going or what's happening with the schedule. And she was like, well, she's going to be here, here, here. And 
do you know I almost canceled that class and fa- went to where she was? Okay, but here's the thing. Wasn't it someone else before Alexis? It was. And then you got to like Alexis. So try someone new. I know. And that's why I, I kept this class because it's now it's with Dana. And I'm like, Pfft. you're not thinking Dana, Dana might be, be that girl. She might. Dana be. might give me something that Alexis couldn't. You know, I know the way that your mind thinks is automatically like. Hell no. This is what the <laughs> hell. Why? Uh-uh. This is different from what I'm normally doing. I don't like it. I don't right. like it. I don't like it one bit. I'm like, well, who are they to change it up on me? Yeah. That's exactly how I think. I It's it's getting out of my comfort zone. And it's yeah. that, that fear of like the unknown again. Like, what am I? What if I go there and I waste my time? What if I go there and I don't like it? What if I go there and she's working all on abs and not incorporating legs and ass? What if I go there and she's only doing bicep curl? I don't know. You know, I don't know. But that also should not stop me just because I don't know. Go and find out. Risks are good for a few things. Obviously, achieving our goals. Right. But also learning and discovery. Like maybe I can reframe it in my mind, which I have decided to do that. It's not even a risk. Right. I'm going to learn what this new instructor has to offer me. I'm going to discover what their teaching style is like. And if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, then, hey, I'll find somebody else or maybe there'll be a different studio Mm -hmm. that I'll try. But it's not necessarily what's going to happen to me. What can I seek to gain from this experience? Yeah. It also a lot of reason why it's hard to take risk is because the general umbrella here is fear. Right. Mm hmm. Fear of what could potentially go wrong. Mm-hmm. Also, the fear of failure. Right. Sometimes the way that we're raised or even just the way that we are groomed by society, there's little room for failure. Right. You fucked up. I know. Why would you do that? Or we just don't like how failure feels. Um, I was watching something on YouTube about how teenagers between the ages of, I think, like 13 and 16, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you do a lot of risky shit. Yeah. You know, you're trying yeah, things, you're yeah, yeah. Rolling drinking, the dice. smoking a little weed, Sneaking telling out your the mother house. you're you're somewhere you're not supposed to be. We be girl doing all the things because our minds are different then. Like mm. we're just like shit, let's do it and see what happens. Hopefully I don't get caught. If mm. I do get caught, I know not to do it like that again. But as we get older, it's like hell no. Nah. And sometimes the way that we're raised, like I know my mother is a worrier. Same. She's a worrier. It's like be careful. I, you know, they sending me all these videos of. Yeah. What's happening. <laughs> you know, watch out. when you, And it, you should be mindful and aware of your surroundings. Yeah. But my mother's a worrier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's definitely a worrier. Like she's going to be picking, being there to pick my sister up super early. I need to be here just in case like that. So that stays in my mind sometimes when I'm grown because I'm like, this is how I was raised with that fear. That will stop you in your tracks. That'll yeah. really have you being like, I ain't taking a risk uh-uh, because I'm I'm scared. I'm fearful. That's my story, too. And I, I'm tired of that. I'm it, tired of it. Too. It's too. We've come too far. At one point, do you say, OK, there's nothing to be afraid of. I've talked about my struggle with perception, the way people perceive me. Mm. And that also will keep you from doing new things and challenging yourself. It's like. What if I don't do this the way that I plan to do it, the way that I've shared that I'm going to do it, the way that I hope that it's going to go? And how will people perceive me then if I do fail, if it doesn't work out, if this doesn't nigga do numbers, how am I going to feel when they look back at me? Right. 
what the fuck? The perception will stop you from doing something. Stop me. Stops me from doing a lot of things. Right. And I also thought about it like the small risk. It don't even be that it's risky. Right. Posting the content is not risky. It's not. What we're most afraid of is posting the content and then dealing with the other things that come with it. Like, I'm afraid of what it's going to look like. And then I'm afraid of the way it's going to be perceived. And then like, how is it perceived? It's like, and then is it going to do numbers? Is it going to go viral? Or is it going to go with no likes? <laughs> and then what do they say? You know, them taking away the likes was the best thing that they did for Instagram. It was. Best thing. You could just post your shit and go. But even we still be in the background like didn't do nothing. I can still see it <laughs> and we have to release it we, we have do. to release it and it's so funny because when I'm saying we have to release it y'all I be talking to myself literally we she I'm talking, talking to myself she's talking for the both of us. I'm, talking. I'm not saying I'm not sitting here to drag y'all and make it seem like I have it together baby me I, everything that we talk about here is things that I need to work on. She needs to work on. That's why we bring it to the table. For real. And since we're talking about ourselves, one thing that I need to let go of that stops me from taking risk is the desire for perfection mm. immediately. Mm, mm, mm. We've talked about this. I want to come out the gate good at the shit. I want to come out the gate like, okay, see, look. Yeah, body. She knows what she's up. doing. Let and no then crimes. You know how we get to talking. The formula, the way, the method. Yes, yes. We want to come out a master. Yes. We want to come out a master. I don't have time to be a novice at this. There's no, very little room to be a novice because while we're comparing ourselves, they're not a novice and they're already doing it. And I want to be at that level. So I need to come in like this. Mm. And then what does that do? Hinder. Now I'm not taking the risk because I already know I'm not that good yet. Mm. So I don't even want to play the game. And we have to give ourselves permission to be new at something. Everybody start. We all have to start somewhere, y'all. This po- we didn't get here. We didn't master. We still ain't mastered the podcast game. <laughs> we still haven't mastered it. But I mean, we've come a long way from we where have. we were when we first started. But we went. We didn't. We didn't come in knowing what the fuck to do. We were recording on a snowball, on a snowball. And before y'all. that, we were recording straight off a laptop, and direct into the damn mic of the, the laptop. I often wonder where's that spirit. I know. What, 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 what was that energy where we said, fuck it, we ball? You know what it is? Not knowing what the fuck everybody else was doing. Podcasting was so new. There is nothing to compare yourself to. We don't know what y'all sound like. We don't know what y'all using. We don't know what your graphics look. Ain't even nobody ain't even posting no graphics, baby. Yeah. You posted straight to your personal That's Instagram. True. So I think the newness, right, of the, the field, the medium allows you the flexibility to throw things at the wall and see if they stick. Yeah, that's the joy of starting something early. Early, yeah. When you come in and people got camera angles and <laughs> effects, it's like, oh shit, we can't sit here with one one angle. I see one angle don't cut it no more. <laughs> they doing something different nowadays, and just things keep getting leveled up. So the the standard and the bar keeps getting raised. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that the spirit of let me just roll the dice, let me bet on myself and see how it comes out. That spirit shouldn't like be compromised or should dwindle in us just because things around us are changing. That is that intrinsic motivation that we were talking about before. Externally, there's so many things happening, y'all. People are going to be leveling up because to be honest, some of us are better at certain things than others. Yeah, that's fact. It just is what it is, right? But you cannot negate the fact that there's something inside of you that needs to come out. And however you work through that process of getting it out is still valuable. You can't, you don't need, we don't even have to compare it to what other people are doing. And that's my story. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that should be all, that should be all of our story because you know? perfection is already not a reality. 
Mm. But really, when you're trying to force yourself to be perfect from something out the gate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that doesn't even make any sense. It's not. It doesn't. Start somewhere and then we can work ourselves up our way up to mastery. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. Allow yourself the time. And allow get- yourself the space and the grace and the room and a soft place to land when you fail. Mm. That's going to happen. That's another thing. It's important to take risks so that we can get used to failure. Yeah. Failure is a part of life. And every time we take a risk, we learn from the failure. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can't take rejection. I can do this differently. Okay, I can when give I it. right, when I took that risk, I saw what the outcome was. Now I have some tools in my toolkit so I can move differently the next time. Yeah. But we are so scared of failure that we won't even try. Yeah. Failure is so intimidating that it'll have us stuck like Chuck. We really want to get more, uh, want to get better with being vulnerable and transparent in the moment when things are happening and sharing it with y'all in real time, as opposed to like hindsight, you know, or after fact, this, yeah. this happened and this is how we were feeling, but this is how we handle it. Um, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. But during the live show experience, we share with y'all, that was a really, really challenging time to put ourselves out there to decide, okay, we're going back in the field. Mm-hmm. We back outside, back outside, girls. Right, back outside. And y'all didn't want to meet us there. We didn't have the girls meet us. They, it wasn't me. Y'all met us there, but it wasn't in the way that we envis- yes. initially envisioned the meeting to go. We expected to send the Google cow and y'all accept immediately. <laughs> That's what we expected. Girl, you down? Yes, I'm down sending the money over. That's I think what we, we just expected to meet more of you at that meeting. We expected to have more of you at our initial meeting. <laughs> But it was more of a core group meeting. It was. And then y'all end up showing up later. Mm-hmm. And it's fine, but it took a, a, it was a hit to the ego. And that felt like failure. There was some elements of failure there. Now, although we pivoted and it turned out to be a success, there was some elements of like, ooh, that didn't go the way you planned. Ooh, you put yourself out there and you I didn't know. get the response that you thought you were going to get. And honestly, truly, I feel like there's so much resiliency that comes out of that, that process, right, of doing a thing, not knowing how it's going to work out, getting whatever you're going to get out of it and then starting over again. If it's successful, great, y'all. That's that's ideal. If it's not, it's not the end of the world either. And it builds up that confidence in us to say, I could go back out there. I know how to handle myself. I know how to emotionally regulate. I know how to detach from an outcome the next time so that I'm not stressed out, so that I'm not crying over it. It's like, okay, let's get it. If we got to pivot, let's pivot. This ain't the first time and this ain't going to be the last time. Right, because there was the option to just be like, let's just let's just wash our hands of it. Yeah, let's just act like we weren't even going to do this to avoid the failure and the perception and the perception completely. Because they won't know. We can just say, "Well, we didn't want to do it no more." Something came up. Yeah, but no, we ran through the fire, and it like you said helped us reframe our perception of failure, Mm -hmm. not feel so entitled. Because and that work through the fear and work through the fear and also have more grace for ourselves. I feel mm-hmm. like we don't allow ourselves to fail and we are so critical when other people fail as well. Mm-hmm. Listen, the way I have grace for people, when I see them throwing shit, I'm like, I hope that goes well. And I understand the struggle when people are trying to push their events and shit because it's tough. I think we, we uh, really got in on this whole wrist thing (laughs) we got in on this wrist thing but y'all stick around for our next segment well if you ask me after this
spookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like the narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right, no fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com bravado. 
That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Okay, y'all. So before we get into the well, if you ask me portion of the show, we just want to remind you to follow the show, rate the show and hit that bell in Spotify so that you stay up to date with all the things the girls are doing over here. Also, we have Patreon. That's our exclusive membership community where we talk about all sorts of things, an extension of here on the show. And we're going to give you a sneak peek of what we talked about on Patreon this week right now. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it really, I really feel like we're reaching the point where we're going to have to really make some decisions. Um, Of course, not impulsive decisions, but some real, put some real thought behind, like Andres said, what our exit strategy looks like, because it's getting hard. It's getting hard. And, and another thing that makes it so hard is deep down, I know we can do more. I know we can do better. I know we can be more impactful, more powerful, larger than life. Y'all truly, I do know that. I feel it. But then how, how do you do the things that you know you're here? How do you do the things that you're supposed to do, that you're here to do without the the literal time to do it? What the fuck? Yeah. How does like, what? How does that look? Yeah. I just, I just, my, my, my soul is screaming out. My soul is crying. I'm like, God, I am growing weak and tired. <laughs> I'm growing tired. I know. I'm growing tired of saying I want, I want, I want and not being able to do, do, do. Yes. Hopefully y'all enjoyed that. There's so much more where that came from. Before we move on, I would love to shout out our new patrons because we are just grateful that y'all decide to spend your resources with us. It means a lot. And we want to give you some flowers. So this week we had Briara. Hey, Briara, girl. We had Soraya. Hey, Soraya. I'm going to stop saying girl because I don't know how y'all identify. Hey, Soraya. That's mindful. Yeah. And we have Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Nice to have y'all. I'm so excited. So glad to have y'all. Yes. Okay. One last church announcement, honey. Our retreat is coming up. It is. I cannot wait. The tree houses, the beachfront bum glows. (laughs) Okay, I need to get all of my swimsuits. It's going to be a vibe. It's a, it's a movie, y'all. It's a movie. We have a special discount. If you are lucky and there's a spot left and you've been thinking about it, this might be your sign to just pull the trigger. Use code last chance for $500 off. Um, join us. We would love to have you. Brittany and I are going to be hosting some uh, impactful, powerful workshops. We are. Uh, yes, we are really leaning into this space as guides and teachers and all of the things. To help us just heal. Our moms are going to be there. We're super excited. I'm I'm happy that we're all going to be sharing this space. And it will be beautiful to have y'all alongside us. Yes. Yeah, so we can't wait to see y'all there. All the information is down in the show notes. And let's get back to the show. Yes. So risky business. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, like I mentioned, I take some risk. There's definitely room for me to take more, like bigger risk. 
But I think because taking risk involves a lot of logic and I'm pretty logical. Yeah. I'm kind of good at this. I'm kind of good at taking risk because I think about, okay, what does this risk really entail? Mm -hmm. You know, I break the shit down because that's how my mind works. I'm like, what does this risk really entail? What do I really have to lose or what do I have to gain? Mm -hmm. And that helps me make my decisions and feel a little easier Mm -hmm. or more likely to take risk. All types of smart. Let me try a new class. Oh, I want to try bar. Oh, this looks interesting. Let me go here. Oh, let me go this way. For some reason, I love going different ways. The risky part of your personality. I love going different ways. Let me try this restaurant. Let me do this differently. Oh, what 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 does this opportunity potentially have? You're more curious, though. I'm very curious. You're more curious, and I and I really love that about you. I love that about our relationship because I'm not. And uh, because, again, I I can stay in my comfort zone and be like, girl, we can keep doing this thing the way we've been doing it. Uh, When you see an opportunity where we can do something differently or there's space to be like, hey, this is an option. Mm -hmm. What do you think? It it really forces me to be like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it forces me to be like, okay, well, why not? Why not? But because my brain does not automatically process that way. You need to I be need that Exactly. I need that push to be like, just jump, you know, because I, I, I won't. I won't. And I and I feel like a lot of that comes from the fact now I'm in this world. If you ask me, y'all. Right. Uh, I feel like a lot of that comes from definitely the way I was raised. I have lived a very uh linear life. Right. Like if you think about the way you're supposed to do supposed to, that's in air quotes, do things. I've done it all. Mm-hmm. I've went to school graduated went straight to college went straight into grad school got a good job bought a car like all of the things you know what I mean that you would say you're doing it the the way you're you're checking all the boxes I've done that and I haven't really allowed myself to deviate and try new things outside of this podcast but even this is within that realm of like oh you get a hobby you get a you know you get a thing um but I I I do want to I want to lean in a lot more and surround myself with people who lean in and be like try it Andres is like that. You are like that, you know, and I'm like, oh, these people around me who are like that. Because you know what? We follow these linear paths and we do things the way that we're supposed to do them. Right. But what I've noticed and even what I know having conversations with you and being your friend is there's a yearning for more. Yeah. There's a yearning for more than going to the job. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You desire something bigger in order to get the bigger You got to take risk. And if you are risk adverse or you're struggling with risk and don't really know why you don't and you want to, you know, we have solutions for y'all. There's tips that I am putting in my toolbox and I will be pulling out this damn year. A sidebar, I want to take a West Coast swing class. What is a West Coast swing class? It's like a type of dance where they kind of like move. No, you're doing too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord, you're doing too much. I'll show you some videos. But it's like like a couples. Yeah, it's couples, but it's very like smooth, like following the rhythm. And oh, it's such a vibe. However, it's kind of white. What I've seen so far has been white. I mean, y'all exposed me to... You know, we line dance, giving you the best of me. (laughs) (laughs) To me. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole of black swing because I know that it's there. And for all I know... probably got to be in the South or something. No, I feel like it's more Midwest. I don't know, y'all. And don't drag me for not knowing. And this shit probably originated with black people for all I know. And I'm seeing a gentrified version. Right. You know, shit pop up and it's like, that came from... From our folks, I just got to figure it out. But I'm really interested in the style. It's so sexy to me. So I feel like I want to look for a class. I want to take a risk and do a little dance. You know the type of you dance do. I want to do. Know, yeah. <laughs> <You> wanna... <laughs> Choreography. The fucking um, 
Victoria Monet challenge. Yeah, you want to do some. I want to do that so bad, but I'm just. It's the fear of looking stupid at first. That's the thing. I know, but all you got to do is that. That dance, that part. Da, da, da. I know. I just have to get used to it. And it's okay, bitch. I'm not a dancer. I'm just you know here. What? I'm just here living. Exactly. That's all I'm doing. I'm not saying I'm a professional. I'm not even trying to be the best of the best in this right here. I'm just. I just want to have a, a moment. Period. I just want to have a moment, and whatever it looks like, baby, we gonna do that. Period. Moments. It's just a moment. It's just a moment. I a need to allow myself have the moments, but in my mind, I'm like, I have to look like. Like you a professional, like you've been dancing twenty years. Girl, because I started thinking, okay, it's it's not only the dance moves, it's the then facial. it's the facial expressions yeah. and putting your own twist on it to where it's like, okay, she really fucking it up though. But it's okay. I'm not a dancer. I'm not a dancer. I'm just a person who likes to dance. I am a person who likes to dance. Difference. I do. I so, do. Let's get into the solution. Okay, so solutions. We gotta start small. Mm-hmm. Risks don't have to be reckless, right? Mm-hmm. You can start small and figure out what are the small ways that I can take risk. If it's trying a new class with a different instructor, if it's going a different direction to go home, if it's signing up for something that you're a little afraid of, but you want to push yourself. And even if it's making new friends or trying new things like that, if it's somebody that you've been talking to on Instagram, like we do, you know, and y'all in the same city, girl, you want to meet for coffee? Mm-hmm. A quick little something, all of that, y'all, whatever that 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 moment, right? We can't worry about looking stupid. Just allow yourself to have a moment. I feel that we have this idea that life is long, mm. that we have a lot of time here to do all the things and there'll always be tomorrow yeah. and I'll get another opportunity and I'll try that later. But y'all, we really don't know. And not to be morbid. Right. But just being real to be real to be real. We don't know to be real. We don't know. And why are we holding ourselves back from just living this full life? Like, why? Why are we holding ourselves back? There's a lot here for us to grasp hold to and experience. And we're just playing ourselves by not doing it. That's T because you know what? Sometimes. It feels like I'm so restricted. There's so much that I want to do that I'm not doing. That you can't do. All the time do. we be restricting ourselves. Why not? Why can't you? You cage do bird. It. Do it. <laughs> it's like having a It's door. like a cage bird where you can open yes. it up. You can, you can open it up. Or you have door. the keys. You literally have the keys and you're like, I'm locked in here. Girl, you have the fucking keys. But uh, in addition to starting small, something to remember, y'all, is if you are relatively safe, have a positive environment, you have a great job or whatever your resources are, there's no threat to your life currently. This is the perfect time to start taking small risk. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like the best time to look for a job is when you got a job. Hello. You know. You don't have anything to lose. Just put your feelers out. Send your resumes out. You still got somewhere to go tomorrow. Collect your coins. And when the thing comes through, it's like, this is perfect. What do you have to lose? You know, what do you have to? We really don't have anything to lose. Now, if your back is up against the wall. Because sometimes you do have something. <laughs> sometimes you do have something to lose. So we we, we operate with our thinking caps on. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're moving like girls who make sound decisions. Mm-hmm. Come on, talk But we're also it. taking these small risks. Which will, like I said in the beginning, they'll prep and prime us. Once you start doing little shit, you like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can do it. I did it. Another I'm tip doing for y'all. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I'm doing it, baby, and we are doing it. We have to give ourselves credit for all the risks that we've taken because it's not that no risk have been taken. Which leads me to this next solution that we have to um, consider: reframe risk. Right? Reframe this like idea of risk and failure. We have this idea that 
one risk will make or break everything. Oh, girl. It's the myth. This is truly called the myth of a single choice. If I decide to sign with this podcast network, that's it. It's all either going to go up in smoke and flames or we're going to take it to the top. One decision does not challenge everything that's like came before it or everything that will come after it. Our success is a lot of risk. It's gradual. It's a lot of little risks. A lot, a of, lot risk of little and some steps. failures. A lot of gains. It's a lot of little things that have added up, a culmination of things. Release that idea that this one thing is going to take it all out. If I do this, this is you already know how it's going to happen. And those were some real feelings. Those were some real feelings. Those were some real feelings because from the outside looking in, the vanity of it all, it looks like you guys are signed to a network under a major company, right? Mm -hmm. It looks beautiful vanity wise. It's like, oh, wow. Yes. Life changing. Mm -hmm. But when you're really making the decisions, when you spent so much time building up something independently and you were in a comfort zone, we were comfortable as fuck. We were we could have just kept floating coast and doing that. Money was coming in. Right. 80, over 80% of our listenership was on Apple Podcasts. Right. So, baby, the risk was large. Mm -hmm. The risk was large. And we were thinking, we're just going to just give it up. Yeah. Like this, what happens? What happens if it fails? What's the worst that could happen? Right. The worst that could happen is it doesn't go the way we planned and then we go back to our other plan. Hey, (laughs) y'all. That's exactly how I would open it up. Hey, y'all, you know where the fuck you can find us everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. You can find us everywhere. Back to the streets. Back to the streets. But, you know, the way that our minds work, we really had to really do some thinking. Yeah. One single choice is not the end all be all. There never is. Unless, of course, you're just being reckless. Like, okay, I didn't decide to blow his head off. Or, yeah, or all of your savings on one thing. Like, come on now. But we're, we're talking about being mindful, being discerning, using our intuition when we are making decisions and not just out here care less. Yes. You know, always, always, always. Okay. So another thing we have to learn the difference between playing it safe Mm. and not living Mm. because playing it safe can definitely restrict you from living. I'm just playing it safe. I, you know, okay. How safe do you have to be? Right. Live a little. And that's one thing that I'm fearful of, not living. Mm. I don't like the thought that that brings me. I don't like the feeling that it makes me feel in my body. If it's like, I'm just playing it safe. I do want to be safe, but not so safe to the point where I'm just not experiencing anything at all. And maybe we can find what safety, define what safety looks like. If those things are in place, then you are safe. Like constantly chasing safety when you have safety. And I'm talking to myself is making me mad. Yeah. (laughs) Making me mad. Right. You have a job. You have, you know, stable sources of income. You have a place to live. You have great relationships. You have a great partner. What are you worried about? Right. Why do you feel unsafe? Why do you feel like your your safety is threatened? Your security is there. Go. Go. Try define it define it if you can say this these things are in place then it's time to move on and constantly reevaluate examine your life maybe things have changed i don't have this thing that i need to feel safe get that thing and then start doing other things right yes that's a great one so also we're going to evaluate our risk Mm -hmm. like i said at the top risk doesn't equal reckless sometimes we think of risk as like so grand i'm skydiving if that's what you want to do you can take that risk too but the risk does not have to be reckless Mm -hmm. 
let's really put on our logical caps because sometimes I think the emotion gets in the way that clouds our judgment when it comes to taking risk. So I think when it comes to taking a risk, that's when it's very useful and helpful to be logic so that you can really evaluate what all does this entail? Mm -hmm. What am I actually signing up for when I'm deciding to take this risk? Mm -hmm. That'll help you make your decision because you're really looking at it like as crystal clear as you can. There's still some unknowns. Of course, it's a risk, but you're looking at it as clear as you can to decide Okay, is this something I really should be trying or right. not? Experimenting with. And and just again, y'all get in the habit of experimenting with our lives. It's okay. When you find yourself in a situation where you have to choose this or that or make a uh, you know, explore an opportunity, experiment with some element of your your life, your journey, consult with your friends, speak with your families. That's another way to evaluate what you should be doing. I'm a sounding board, right? I have a sounding board type of decision making process. I need to talk to the people who I trust, who I um, value their insight, their opinions and and go back and forth so I could process my thoughts, hear mm-hmm. what they're saying, take it all in and then make a decision. Allow that space to exist in your life. Girl, I'm thinking about leaving this job. This this was on the table. I got my savings. I got this, but I'm a little fearful. What do you think? How would you like approach this? What do you do? You have any advice for me? And you don't have to take the advice, but it make, may make you feel better in your decision to decide to go with your risk or opt out of it, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Another one for me is instead of thinking about the best or worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on reframing. Who do I have the potential to become by taking this risk? Come on. Come on. I am her. She is me. (laughs) The better me on the other side of this, the higher self. Who can I potentially become? And is the risk worth the potential outcome? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, yeah. Because instead of like, oh, my God, I'm thinking of like, you know, this can go to hell. I could really go to heaven. (laughs) I could go up. I could be up and I could be stuck. Mm -hmm. So just reframing that and evaluating like, okay, I have the potential to have better connections. I have the potential to have some resources or some strengths that I don't have. I have the potential to grow. There's just so much potential here. And I have the potential to become who I desire to be. Why not take the risk? You Mm -hmm. start to say, why not? Instead of why? It's like, you know what? This is something that I definitely should try. Yeah. And also, like you said, equipping ourselves. If you know quitting your job is risky, have a buffer, have a savings. Mm -hmm. Okay, quitting my job is risky, but I have the resources for three months, six months of savings so that yeah. I, I have what I need to survive. It's not like, you know, I know some people do do this, but it's not like you're just quitting impulsively yeah you have the resources and also equipping yourself with the ability to deal with whatever failure or whatever I don't want to call it well no failure we just gonna keep it to two Virgils what happens if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go you know meditation right (laughs) my bible my word go into your word okay (laughs) you got to lean back on him you got to trust fall on him that's your resource, okay? Maybe Get into that devotion. Because it's me. gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But what do you do when it happens? What How do you, do you do? respond? Are you gonna go into a dark place? Are you gonna retreat? Are you gonna feel like everything up until this point has been a failure? I don't deserve it. Evaluate your worth. No. What do you do to pick yourself up and go out there and get it again? Mm. Get all of it. Collect all of your tools, y'all. Collect all of your stones. Yeah, get them infinity <laughs> your, stones. Your infinity stones, okay? Get them together. And then 
feel confident in your decisions and also understand it might not go the way I want. And that's cool, too. There's another day to try again. There's another day to try it. Yeah. Turn the L into a lesson. And turn the L into a lesson. And also, we have to stop underestimating ourselves. Mm. Underestimating our value, our worth, what we bring to the table. We are so magical, so powerful, so impactful. And we have to stop thinking that we don't deserve to take the risk. Or that person out there can do it because they got this, that, the third. Yeah. They got a following. See, that's why they can post their shit and it goes viral. They can do this. You can do it too. You can. We can do it too. And we will. We are. We are. We really, we really do have to stop underestimating our value. I have to. Let me stop saying we because this is personal. Mm. I do have to stop underestimating my value. The underestimation of my value is what makes the fear feel magnified. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I can't do that. Like... But we can. But we can. I can for sure. You can. I can. And I will. So I hope that y'all are inspired to take some risk, although it may be scary, intimidating, Mm -hmm. and new. What you want is on the other side of the risk. As cliche as that may sound, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to do something that you've never done before to get what it is that you want. Period. Period. And that's on parade. All right, y'all. So it's time for our next segment. I did that shit right after this. Okay, y'all. So usually... This is a part where we tell you how we did that shit. But we've been sharing with y'all that we have a homegirl hotline. Mm -hmm. Now, we know we had a few complications. The number was incorrect. So if you called and you got a a message saying that our line wasn't in service, it was. The number was just wrong. Sorry about that. It's all fixed now. Mercury is probably in retro. That part. But we've been receiving some text messages, some voicemails from y'all. And when we get something that we want to share, this is where we're going to share it, right? Our girlfriend gag. So one of the homegirls slid in the homegirl hotline inbox and she sent us a text message. She wants to know, is she the asshole? Now, you know, back in the day, we used to do a lot of those. We used to do a lot of those. So she wants to know, is she the asshole? Let's let, let's read you what she said. She says, I have a friend. Her name is Bree. That I recently rekindled a relationship with towards the end of last year. We've known each other for about six years. But up until now, my relationship with Bree was very surface level. An acquaintanceship, if you will. Within the past year, she's been through a number of traumatic events. A lot of close family and friends of her have passed away, including her mom. And she recently just went through a nasty breakup from a toxic relationship. We would talk briefly from time to time through social media and I would always send love her way. She went ghost for a couple months off all platforms and I was worried. So I text her to see how she's doing and come to find out she's pregnant with her first child. This is what started a closer, closer relationship between us because I knew she didn't have a lot of support. And even though I'm in a con- completely different space than her in my own personal journey, I wanted to extend some extra love and support to her. We got close really fast. So much so that she ended up asking me to be her baby's godmom. We love to give that one away. <laughs> Uh, that title that one 
Even though I was surprised because our friendship was so new, I accepted because I've always wanted a God baby. Mm-hmm. You know, that we be wanting that God baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want mine. You, you do. And once again, I wanted to help her out. Since then, our friendship has pretty much been me pouring into her without getting much in return. She's been super emotional being pregnant without her mom here to help her. Her child's father is nowhere to be found. And she's also still healing from her breakup. We talk almost every day. And most of the time, she's calling me out of the blue, crying and unloading all of her trauma on me. I try to be there for her as much as I can, but it's becoming a lot to carry on top of my own problems. Being there for her is not the problem. It's just the random calls and texts of her trauma dumping with very little regard of my mental capacity that's starting to take a toll. I'm starting to feel more like a punching bag than a friend. I've really been trying to work on setting boundaries with others. So I had a talk with her recently about how I've been feeling. And I asked her if she could just ask if it's okay to vent to me before dumping all her problems on me. And that it would be nice if she would consider me a little more in our friendship. She didn't receive it well at all. She got upset and is basically saying that it's not fair for her to have to ask me. Can she vent when she always makes herself available to others? Even though I've never asked nor expect her to do that. She says she feels like she can't talk to me about her problems anymore. And she even says she doesn't want me to be her baby's godmom anymore. Mm. Am I the asshole for setting that boundary with her? I care about her a lot and want to still be a part of the baby's life. But I'm starting to realize maybe I bit off a little more than I could chew. Do you think I should try fighting for our friendship or should I just let things go? You got to spit it out. <laughs> spit it out. Spit it out. You bit off more than you can chew. Don't swallow it. Spit it out. Yeah. You will choke, girl. I think in this situation, um, based on you guys' relatively new friendship, I would not go into this dynamic taking the responsibility of being her baby's godmom under the, the the conditions and the foundation of what it is right now. I just feel like it, it's going to get worse. Or you're going to be having more responsibilities than you really want for this baby out of her feeling entitled and not understanding the dynamic. I don't think it's healthy. I agree. I wouldn't pass go. I wouldn't pass go and I wouldn't collect $200. You know why? Because it is a red flag to me when people start assigning close roles too soon in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I can be here as your friend, but now you want me to be the baby's godmom. You know, we just got gang gang. Do you know if I even have the qualities to be a proper godmother to your child? That is a, a sign to me that you're a little flighty. Yeah. And I totally agree with you on getting into deep to like with the her being the godparent there's probably going to be some unnecessary obligation and duties and roles and and tasks that she's going to be like well you're the baby god mom and you're not gonna not that you won't be able to choose but she will make you feel badly for a choice that does not support her right and also once the baby gets involved there's going to be a bond there you may feel guilty for not wanting to be in the baby's life anymore so just nip that in the bud and also the lack of consideration if you were honest with her and communicated your boundary about just reading the room getting a temperature check to see how you are what your mental capacity is to handle the venting session and she took offense to that she's not she's not (laughs) all the way there (laughs) It, it's, if it my was friend no said me, that dog. to me, I would be like, wow, let me really do better. Like, I'm probably doing a lot. I know I got a lot of shit on my plate and I'm not even considering what she has going on. And I'm sure that took a lot for her to come to me and ask me to consider her. Let me do a little better for her to be like, I shouldn't have to ask. And I would be here for you, bruh. It's a no. It's a no. And you can still be available to the child if the, if you guys' relationship is healthy and, you know, 
you want to be there, great. But I would not do it under a title. I want the title. Don't want right. that title. Don't want that title. Don't want to be known <laughs> as your god mama. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'll be a TT. You know, extension of. A little TT. A TT. I don't want to be the god mom. That, that starts to change things because I take, I don't know how she takes things, but it seems like she would be taking it serious. By the way she's writing, she seems responsible. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes, y'all, we get things that ain't written too well. I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. But you, it was well-written, proper grammar, proper punctuation. I'm like, she's responsible. Yeah. Okay. She's well-spoken. So if you are responsible and you would be taking that duty on seriously and really wanting to be intentional with the relationship that you're curating and, you know, fostering with this child, nah. Yeah, you're nah. not the asshole, and I would just leave it where it's at. No, Girl, prayers. Him. Lift her up leave and Leave it done. where it's at and just thank God that he blocked he, he, it. He showed it to you sooner. He revealed and he blocked he it. He revealed okay? it. Okay, so thank you for sending that. If y'all have some questions you want to ask us, feel free to shoot them into our inbox. We're here for you. Yeah, the number's down in the show notes. Get at us. Okay, y'all, so we've come to the last segment of the show. This is the Pick Up Your Pin. We're We're dropping dropping a gem segment. This is where we can share the content, tools, resources that checked us, wrecked us, inspired us. This is also where if you have something that you want to share with us, through the homegirl hotline you can let us know and we will share it with the community so the um gem that we want to share this week is a book which actually was the catalyst for this episode we're really in our book bag we are in our book bag. we're in our book bag, <laughs> in our book bag. this uh, book is called choose possibility take risk and thrive even when you fail by sukinder singh cassidy alicia actually recommended this book to us in the discord at the top of the year everyone was sharing their book recommendations and this one really spoke to me because again i'm risk adverse she's risk adverse and i'm like i really like the title thrive take risk even when you fail i was Mm. like oh okay it's calling me it's calling me and it's been a really good read so far i encourage y'all to tap in use the libby app we've shared that as a gem before if you don't want to purchase it's a public library app, but um, it's really insightful. And I think you guys would enjoy the read. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've come to the end. We have come to the end. Cue the boys to men. Although we've come to the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Still I can. So, yes, we come to the end. Also, the end of our series. This was a good one, but don't fret. Because mm-hmm. next month is a new month, new series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know how we do. <laughs> this new series is going to be all about curating our lives because we get to design our own lives. So first up next week, we're discussing how to curate our timelines to get the best out of social media and leave all that other shit behind. Yeah, okay, I'm, loving that. I'm so excited for this series. It is going to be the shit. We know you're going to enjoy it. So come back next week. We'll be here, same place, same time. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.